Our passion didn't start with the mouth. It started with people, with the well-being of the profession. And if you're like me, maybe a little bit of your nerdiness in all things tech too. We all want to love what we do, but the truth is burnout, people problems, and glass ceilings can keep us from doing what we set out to do. So let's get back to the heart of connection. Welcome to the Dental Handoff. This show is about passing you the knowledge, the habits, the systems, and the strategies to lead your teams, lean on the tech, and listen to your gut while you take care of teeth. And let's get honest, the overall health of our communities. Let's stop using the wrong end of the toothbrush, y'all. My name is Dr. Kelly Tanner. Oh, and uniquely, I'm a dental hygienist, too. You can consider me a guru in the dental and leadership industry. With over three decades of experience, my goal is to take you to the next level by empowering growth, perspective, and confidence. By identifying the gaps, recognizing the plaque, and extracting the truth with other experts in the field. I'll share their stories, empower you to own yours, and elevate your passion in the process. So have a seat in the chair, put on your bib, and let's get to work. Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Dental Handoff. I am your hostess, Dr. Kelly Tanner, RDH, and I hope everyone has had a wonderful week. Today, I have with me my friend, Chrissy Harlow. Hi, Chrissy. Thanks for being with us. And you're going to see her lovely nature in the background. And we're going to, when I met Chrissy not long ago, and uh, we met at at an event, and I thought that her story would would resonate with a lot of you all about where she is in her journey and what her thoughts are, what her next steps are. So that's why I asked Chrissy to come on to the, to the dental handoff to share where she is, what her thoughts are, what her path is, and how she's connected the dots up to this point of where she's at. So Chrissy, tell us about you and why dental hygiene. Hi. So I chose dental hygiene back a long time ago. I've been a hygienist for 19 years. Um, and I chose it because I wanted to work in healthcare. Um, I uh, originally wanted to be a pediatrician specializing in oncology. That was never going to be my path. I don't think I could see sick children die. And I um, I figured it out um, by my senior year in high school, but it honestly went from, um, from from third grade all the way up to my senior year in high school, that's what I was going to do. Um, luckily, I had a um, I had other people in my life that were um, in the dental field that kind of said, "Hey, yeah, I love this. This is what I think. This is an amazing thing. I wanted to work with my hands. I wanted to work with people, and it just led me down the path to of dentistry, um, dental dental assisting, and then dental hygiene. Yeah, cool. Yeah. So the people connection, absolutely. Yeah. And then tell us what you're doing now. So I, um, during the pandemic, I went back to school um, to finish my degree in uh, my bachelor's for dental hygiene. And I said, hey, I, I need to figure out what else I want to do in my life. And if I love clinical dental hygiene, it is my passion. I love educating patients. I love being a part of it. But I've also been in a, a few offices that have been not ideal. We'll just say that. Um, and I really would love to be able to help people, help dentists, help offices understand how to work with each other a little bit better, empower them to be able to see each other in the best light and figure out how to all work together and make it the best, the best environment for everybody. Yeah. So when you, when you went back to school, cause a, l- a lot of folks come to me, should I go back? Should I take the next step? What would be your advice there? Um, I think it's absolutely the right choice to go back to school. I mean, it did take me 
you know, a while for that to happen. But in the end, I think uh, getting the knowledge, getting the experience, learning how to research more, learning how to write papers again, um, figuring out how to talk to people um, in a more professional environment has made all the difference in the world for me. I still have one year left. <laughs> still <working>. Yeah. <laughs> well, cool. And, you know, it's a lot of times it's just a decision to go forward and, and move forward in that path. And, you know, is it always the right time? Is it ever, you know, you're trying to choose all the things based on where you are in your life. And is this the right way forward? So you started and here you are. And you're, it sounds like you're glad that you did it as well. Super. I'm super excited about it. I'm, I'm happy to be almost done with this chapter. And who knows, that might be I might go on to getting my master's too, because it's, you know, whatever feels right in the moment. Yeah. And, you know, you'll know when it's time. I think that's what I always tell people. It's, you'll just know, you just, you get through this and sometimes, you know, before, but it's hard to know all the variables and context of where you'll be when that's done and you're ready for the next step. With where you're headed next, because Chrissy and I had the opportunity after we met at a meeting to connect and she shared her journey. And would you mind telling people like where you are with deciding where all of that is and where you're going to go next? Because I, I think that this part is intriguing and so many people are in this exact space that you're right. in right now. And that's why I was like, everyone can benefit from hearing where you are. Right. So I, um, my, my goal with going back to school, my goal with what I want to do with my life, um, outside of clinical dental hygiene is I would love to be a speaker or a consultant and I would love to be able to spread what I, what I feel passionate about and what I really love, um, to other people. And I asked Kelly too, when we, when we spoke, I was like, what do you, what do you think? What are, what are my options? What do I need to do? What do, what's, you know, how do I move forward with this? Because I think everybody gets stuck into this. I'm scared. Oh, nobody's going to listen to me. Oh, I don't know what I want to do. Oh, um, I'm not sure. Um, and honestly, listening to a lot of your podcasts has made me kind of get excited, more excited about things, um, saying yes to more opportunities and trying to just put yourself out there. Um, my next steps are, um, I am going to, uh, write some Instagram posts, um, and, uh, uh, put out 10 tips of how to empower your, uh, dental office and try and just kind of lay out some, some, base models for that and see how that plays out and just um, write some papers and see if I can submit things even locally to some of my uh, dental hygiene uh, study clubs and see if, see, if, see what plays out with that. So you just, because when we spoke, it's, I don't know where to get started, right? How do I even take that first step? And what Chrissy right. and I talk through and what I encourage you to do is figure out what you, what really lights you up. What makes you feel good? And in that, you get that clarity and purpose. And when you know your clarity and purpose, everything else kind of falls away as to what's not an option for you. So once she identified that, it's, okay, where do you start with what you know? How can I and what can I do to start, to move forward? And so she decided, like just like she's sharing with you, to to start creating Instagram posts. Chrissy, what will your, what will your Instagram handle be or what is it? It's dental friend. Okay. So, uh, you just go to, and she's getting ready to change your page over, but this is such a unique part of the process where when you realize 
that you want to move into something different. Like she was sharing oh, yeah. to me before Absolutely. we got on. She's and Chrissy, I hope you're okay with us sharing this because I and I loved you being on here too because I, she wants to share her vulnerability with with our audience of you know how do I go from my personal page to a business page and an Instagram. What people love to see is they love to know about you, not just not just what you do and the services you offer and the content you're pushing out, but also you. They want to get to know what you're about and to make it more personal. And I think too, what's happened during COVID and post-COVID, where we are now, is that we got to know each other a lot on social media and then we would link up on different platforms. And it's almost like even though you've never met someone, you feel like you know them because of their personality. It's come through. And I don't know about our listeners here, but when I'm out and I'm traveling and speaking, people say, oh, your kids are getting so big. It's so good to see. How is it? Because people are truly wanting to follow your story. So, you know, be who you are within the realm of what it is you want to put out there. Obviously, sometimes it's not everything like yeah. Christy was saying. I probably need to take a few things down and that's cool. Um, but be who you are. And she said, she's just going, I was like, do you have 10 tips that you can give people? Start there. And so that's where she's going to start because it can seem so overwhelming because you're looking at, at the entire staircase. And all you really need to focus on is that first step to get through. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I've got my little book out, started writing down my, my 10 tips and just, you know, kind of thinking in my head what, how I want to, how I want to present it out there. And I'm cleaning up my, uh, my, my page, you know, my, my private page. I have, I have three Instagram pages, one's for my dogs. Um, so, um, <laughs> and then, uh, I have one that's just purely running and then, um, and then I have my private one, which has been dental friend from the beginning. And it's, I think it's a, I think it's a good name to, to put out there for, for this content. Yeah. I, I love the name. It's brilliant. And so with, with that, I think too, another point is that we can get very caught up in overthinking about it. <laughs> like, is it the right time? Is it the right name? Should I have something better? But if you already have followers too, and you know, I've been through a lot of Instagram training and then also my friend, my friend, uh, Allison LeCousier with Clearly IG Coaching, they do a lot with Instagram training. They'll take over Instagrams for, for companies to help folks do that, but they just do one-on-one -on -one trainings mm -hmm. or trainings with teams to help out, to, to help out audiences and companies get started wherever you are. And those are some of the things that I learned from her. It's just start where you are, build it. And then truly you guys, every single thing that you do every day, even if it's just for 15 minutes, tweaking your Instagram and making it public is a step in the right direction. It's not overwhelming at all. Cause we think of it as, Oh, we, and we, there, that there's so much to do. Cause we start right. to compare ourselves to other people like, man, I only have like 50 followers. How am I ever going to do this? Well, we all started that day that we thought of it. And the best advice that I kept getting over and over again was start today. Because in a year, you're going to look back and say, I'm so glad I started that day. Because every day that you delay beyond that is going to be another day that you're not going to be where you are. Exactly. So then tell people how it is that you decided, d decided like, dental friend and what it is that you want to offer and what your courses are, or even if you haven't decided everything, like tell them your thought process, if you wouldn't mind. Yeah. So, um, dental friend actually is, um, a handle that I've had for a long time, just because, um, I am 
my, not, most of my friend group is not in the dental community. I mean, I do have, I have my dental friends for sure, but most of my friends, um, you know, I've met through other, other things. And so I have been the dental friend, the one who talks dentistry, who is passionate about dentistry. And that's how they, you know, most of my friends know, oh yeah, she, Chrissy's the dentist person. Yeah. You know, she's the dental one. She's, you know, you have questions about this, come ask Chrissy. She'll, she'll, she'll set you straight on stuff. So they know, um, most of my good friends and family know that I'm super passionate about what I do. So it kind of, <clears throat> it evolved into that. And I was like, oh, okay, this is, this is what I named myself back I don't know, 20 years ago. So, um, so from, from that, I, I kind of want to make the, the page. I want to, I want to brand myself as somebody who is passionate, um, about patient education and then also about, um, making the workplace environment something that people want to come to and, and want to be a part of. So that's, I think it's really important that when you're at work that you're happy because we spend so much time in a work environment that I, it's, it's so sad when I see coworkers or friends who are in the dental community that are just sad or upset, or when I've been in situations where I've been frustrated about the situation um, and not knowing how to talk to people or, um, or talk to the, the owners, the dentists, the, the managers and figure out a way to make it so I get what I need and they get what they need. And it's a, and it's a good environment for everybody. So, so when they come to you, Chrissy, and they say, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling like I'm defeated when I, you know, I, this is happening in the office. There's a lot of drama. Is there, is there any one thing that you would say to those individuals and give advice here? Yeah. A lot of times drama comes from um, people misunderstanding each other. I really think that. Um, and I think if, if the people who are having the drama issues, if they can actually have a sit down one-on-one -on -one with each other in a non-confrontational way, like in a way that they can both be open to each other, I think that the information that you can get from each other and, and the background um, to why um, people irritate each other in a certain way can be over, you know, once you figure out like how people interact with each other, it's just a whole game changer. You're like, oh, this person gets irritated because she's just, she has to have, she's type A and she needs to have things in a certain direction. Okay, well, I don't care that much about that. So I'm going to come over here and let her have her type A moment. And I'm going to just flow out of that and be okay. And she's going to understand that maybe I'm not as concerned about everything. I am concerned about how things work, but I'm not as concerned about it being in this direct order. So once you understand each other, I think it makes all the difference in the world. 100%. And that is such sage advice too, because I think that that creating that communication and that connection of, and I was just speaking on this yesterday, understanding your gifts. Like if you had the, what are the three things that people say about you? Like, how would they describe you? And then, because those are your gifts, you know, people that always say, yeah, I always know I can count on Chrissy to give me advice, to be honest, to whatever, those are your gifts. And right. then once you learn to how people communicate and how they look when they're stressed, when you open up that communication to talk about all the things that when you're seeing, when I... It's like when I look at you during the day and we're part of a dental team, how do I, how do I know that Chrissy's stressed? Well, Chrissy's going to tell me what she looks like when she's stressed. And right. so I would know that about her and not to approach her with new information. 
And that's what we did with that activity yesterday. What are your gifts? And then how do you communicate? Let's, let's talk about your team as a team activity to say, you know, what can I, how can I improve this? Because you, you know, you know why they're doing things. It's not always that you understand it, but you have, or at the moment, like what they're thinking, because you can't, because you're not them. But if you can understand like where they're coming from, it, it's just, it's just less drama. Absolutely. Absolutely. And seeing another perspective is always the biggest thing. Like not, not me, me, me. It's, it's the whole team. You have to, you have to look at everybody and see where everybody's coming from because it's a whole world out there and the quiet ones. Oh my gosh. They have the most going on. (laughs) Yeah. Tell me more about that. Um, I just, I have found that my, my quiet coworkers and I'm not quiet. So you, probably can tell that about me. Um, my quiet coworkers are, you know, they're usually the ones who are either, um, contemplating things all the time. You know, they're very, um, methodical and very, um, it, but they're in their own headspace, or they're the ones who are like dreaming up all kinds of different scenarios in their head. And, um, and, and sometimes I'm like, Oh, come let it out. So I can figure out what, you know, talk to me. Like I always tell people, if there's ever an issue with me personally, come talk to me. I I promise I will listen to what it is and try and figure out what, what the problem is. Cause we're not perfect. Nobody's perfect. And we all have, you know, and there all, there will always be moments where people butt heads a little bit here and there, but you have to be able to talk about it and figure it out and be able to work with each other. And I think that's how you make a team that's going to be productive and, um, and, and happy. I mean, you just want, you want to be happy while you're working. I mean, you spend so much time there and again, so, you know, to keep that open mind, to encourage those courageous conversations, to pull that information out, to say, Hey, you know, what are your thoughts on this? And to engage that, that quiet person. Absolutely. Absolutely. And two, it's, um, it, it, it's, to your point, it's to create those those teams that are going to stick together and be there for the long run. And that conflict that arises, people think that conflict can be a bad thing, but conflict leads to understanding. Even if you don't agree, you can, it helps you understand the other person's vantage point because we all make decisions based on what our past experiences are, that situation that's called situational leadership. And then how it is that you're going to put those things together to then act and react. But it's important too to first hear all sides of it and to understand, to create understanding of, oh, I didn't, I didn't think about that from that angle. It's, it's always an enlightening process. As long as you keep an open mind while you're having conversations with people. And that's the big thing. If you're, if you're closed off and we're are like, it's only my way, my way of the highway, then, you know, it's not going to, it's not going to work. Yeah, you got to get out of that self. And also, too, thinking that there's a different, this came up yesterday in, in a conference I was speaking at, and the, the context is that the newer generation is lazy or the newer generation is more apathetic or whatever. I think, I don't personally believe that because I've seen just the opposite. I see how engaged they are. But then I was thinking about, man, when I was that age coming into the profession, I was probably like that because I was scared to death to make a mistake right, in front of people who have been doing this for a while. So I think we can get stuck in our limiting beliefs about how certain people are, or especially now with turnover of teams, you have 
the the people who have been there and then the new people and the new people are trying to please the people who've been there and then and the people who have been there are like oh man why I, I can do things 10 times as fast i'll just do it myself and that doesn't create a culture of trust exactly i mean I, that's pretty much what i've been dumped into recently i just started an office two months ago um the other hygienist had been there for a really long time um her um the, the dentist that I work for now bought the practice six years ago. And um, the um, my co-hygienist is young. She's been a hygienist for three years. She's amazing. Um, she does she does a phenomenal job and she's really good at talking to patients. However, um, what she told me was that she didn't really talk to patients as much as she did until I came. Our office is tiny. It's really, really small. You can hear every conversation in there. Mm-hmm. Like nobody, you can't, you can't, not know what's going on in the next room because it's just a tiny little office. Um, And she said, once I came and started talking to patients and really educating them on stuff, then she got her cue that she could do that. Um, The previous hygienist didn't talk to people as much. She, about patient care, about, um, about things going on in their mouth and periodontal disease and all that kind of stuff. And so when I came and started talking to patients about it, she kind of caught her cues which is what happens when you're young and you're still trying to figure out how to have how to navigate um, your dental career. So, um, so I felt like I felt really great that she was able to take have takeaways from me. And I am I, I just think she's amazing. I think she's just I think she's a great hygienist, and I think she's doing everything that she should be doing. So it makes me happy. Yeah, they and I love that you bring that up too because. You're exactly right. You're trying to follow other people's leads, those those verbal and nonverbal cues that people are using to feel like, okay, this is acceptable behavior. This is a direction I should go in or, ooh, that's not as accepted here. Maybe I need to stay over here in this lane. So it's, and being open to understand why that person may not be engaging like you would expect for them to, because they are learning and they don't want to upset the apple cart. And it's, it's eye opening. I think when you try to put yourself with that empathy in the, that person's shoes, it's not the generation. Right. I strongly disbelieve. I've seen everything to tell me that it's definitely not the generation. This generation is an amazing workforce and habit. It's that we, we think that they're going to jump in it. I think it, a lot of it's us. Right. We get set in our ways. And that's that's something that um, I think in general, people have to kind of shake things up a little bit and kind of, okay, don't get set in that. You got to move forward and, and see people for who they really are. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot to learn from from a fresh perspective. Absolutely. <laughs> and just like you, Chrissy, I mean, you're, you know, you're an individual with 19 years of exp- experience and you're coming into a newer situation. You're not a new person, but you're new to the practice. And a lot of that is happening right now. So what would you, what kind of advice would you give someone who's newer, new to the practice, new to, new to practice, maybe they're a little more seasoned, but how to engage in that conversation. So there is that understanding of, you know, I know that we're working together. Right. I think being vulnerable too, a little bit, like knowing, um, you may know a lot about everything that you know everything about, but you don't know how the culture in that office is yet. And so being open to being like, Hey, um, how do you guys do this? Or what, talk to me about what, how this happens, or tell me, 
how patients are scheduled or tell me how, how do we talk about periodontal disease in here and have that conversation. And it may not be everything that you are used to and then have a conversation about, hey, can we look at changing things here? Or can we, um, how can we baby step it into what's going to be comfortable for all sides? Because coming in this, in this office, it wasn't exactly how I wanted it to be. And we are slowly, we are slowly moving in a direction that is comfortable for everybody to kind of move into good patient education, a good perio program for our patients, um, a good, you know, good overall aesthetic for everybody so that we, we're all happy. We're all doing the things that make us happy and are, are comfortable with. That's, that's great advice. And to, it's an imperfect process. Because as soon as you think you understand, you realize something else because you have a, we all have our blind spots and it's like, oh, I didn't think about that. <laughs> okay, cool. And so I think it's an evolution of, you know, it's not just a one and done conversation. It's a continual, it's continual communication about the understanding and how you bring it all together to serve the patients, to put them at the center of the care, because that's why we're there. Because when we start to shut down and when we start to get away from our why, you know, we can just, we're like, oh, I'm just not going to worry, but I'm just going to do this. Well, that's not really serving your patient. Your patient can sense the fact that you guys are butting heads or that you're not, and that you're not aligned. And they're like, what is going on? (laughs) It's a definite feeling in office when you walk in and the, and the team members are not happy with each other. You can, you can feel it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I so appreciate you sharing your story today with us and your vulnerability on your journey. And again, I talked to so many people throughout the week, throughout the months, the year that are exactly where you are. So I knew that that what you had to say would lend some conversation or some perspective about where you are. And so Chrissy, if people want to reach out to you to say, Chrissy, tell me more about this and tell me, you know, link up with Dental Friend, how would they get in touch with you? Um, you can, um, find me on Instagram. I, it will be public soon, um, at dental friend. It's all one word. Um, or, um, you're welcome to email me at charlow520 at yahoo.com. And her information will be in the show notes this week for you all to reach out to Chrissy. Chrissy, thank you again so much for your expertise, for your insight. Absolutely. Thank you, Kelly. You've been amazing. I've, I've really, you reaching out to me and us being able to talk has really kind of pushed me forward for sure. Oh, well, thank you. This is, I mean, this is what it's all about, you know, making the impact with people so you can just perpetuate the change and empower each other and say, come on, let me show you everything. Let me show you everything that, that I've done that not that it's perfect, but you can learn from that. I've learned from it and you can't be scared where you are. You just got to go through it to get to the other side. Right. So, well, to our listeners, thank you so much for listening in and for subscribing also to the dental handoff. We would appreciate it if you would do me a favor to give us a five-star rating on Apple and thank you so much. And we will see you next week. Be well, everyone. Mm -hmm.